When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to Top Stories, I am, yet again, Andy Zaltzman. We go back to November 2008 in Bugle history now, and there was only one story in town. In fact, only one town, really, and the town was the USA, which had just elected Barack Obama as its 44th president. An historic moment, definitely worthy of the top story slot on issue 51 of The Bugle. Here I am with John Oliver. Top story this week, and the Congo. Just kidding, the US election. (laughs) Congo really picked the wrong time to plunge itself into a bloody civil war. Well, we're nearly there, Andy, and barring a huge surprise, either Obama or McCain will be president-elect by the next episode of The Bugle. That is, unless Hillary Clinton swoops in to take it at the last minute, or one of the founding fathers comes back from the dead. Incidentally, my money would be on John Adams. He's got Comeback Kid written all over him. This week saw the debut of a 30-minute Obama primetime ad, which aired across seven US channels at an estimated cost of $1 million per channel. Uh, Speaking to Americans right where their heart is, the television set. (laughs) And through the very thing the television set was made for, the infomercial. Ever since John Logie Baird first dreamed of selling a two-minute omelette maker to the public at three in the morning, his, his historic invention has been building to this point. Uh, The programme itself should have been a ratings disaster. It had none of the ingredients for a hit show. There were no ex-celebrities either eating bugs or learning to ballroom dance. (laughs) There were no pets doing the funniest things. No crime scene investigation of any kind. And no overprivileged teenagers driving around in a Mercedes in the Hollywood Hills while arguing with each other. And yet... Somehow, it received an audience bigger than the World Series final game which followed it. Uh, That should be put into perspective, though, Andy. That was the lowest-rated World Series in baseball history. (laughs) It seems an alien concept to us here in Britain, John, where our longest party political broadcast is about five minutes... And even in that time, still manages usually to result in a fight for the crossword and a queue for the toilet in that order. <laughs> this bold move proved that not only would uh, Obama make a terrific president, he'd make a passable mainstream documentary maker too. <laughs> yes, his work would be a little syrupy, but its heart would be in the right place. <laughs> uh, some said the spot was so slick it could have been orchestrated by Karl Rove, which I suppose is a professional compliment and a personal insult. <laughs> in fact, no, I take that back. It was just an insult. I couldn't really spot in Obama's broadcast any overt terrorist messages, and it seems that the election gets close, he's really playing that side of his personality down. I think his campaign advisers have certainly said, don't make any major threats to America in any of your ads. It's just it's a time and a place for it. The time is after the election, and the place is, is America. Right. Do you think he'll do it in his inauguration speech? It'll, it'll all come out. That's when people will be expecting it. Right. So I think he'll probably do it sometime the following week. Oh, I see. He'll just rip his chin off and reveal the fake beard underneath. <laughs> the real right. beard underneath the fake chin. <laughs> but nothing on the scale of this ad has ever been attempted before. Although Ross Perot uh, did try a 30-minute uh, ad during his presidential campaign in 1992. And, of course, history proves that that worked brilliantly. 
Obama did admit, though, that he, he's not a perfect man. Yes. Obama did say, I will not be a perfect president, but I can promise you this, I will always tell you what I think and where I stand. Whoa there! <laughs> not perfect! Don't start pulling that shit now. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. I'm looking for nothing short of complete perfection. Anything less is going to be a crushing disappointment to me. Rightly or wrongly, Obama has got my unreasonable expectations <laughs> right up. By the end of next year, I expect world peace, a strong economy, and polar bears writing letters asking if there can be less ice in the North Pole now because they've got more than enough. That's right, I expect both global warming to be over and polar bears to have developed cogent thought, writing skills, and indeed have invested in constructing their own postal system. That is what I believe I've been promised over the last year by the Obama campaign. If I don't receive it, I will take back the vote that I still cannot believe I don't technically have. This, to me, John, this could be the own goal that costs him the election. I mean, that's the gap right. the McCain team's been waiting for. Because, you know, we've come to expect over the years, we've come to expect our presidents to be perfect. We've become used to the ethereal flawlessness in the White House of people like Bush, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon, and, and so on. It's flawless men with <laughs> souls of gold, hearts that's of honeyed right. yogurt, rippling six-packs and quads to die for. Do you know that Jimmy Carter could bench 470? Do you know that? I did know that. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah, but he did it in people. He had a weights bar, and then he just had people hanging off the exact size. If this huge ad ends up working on Tuesday, Andy, has it set a dangerous precedent? Will future campaigns be boiled down to each side releasing one feature-length blockbuster movie and playing it non-stop for an entire week? The boundaries are going to keep getting pushed back. Who will release the first IMAX political ad? Maybe McCain should have not only released a similar video, but done it in 3D. Uh, giving each home in America some 3D glasses. Except, of course, judging the way that he's run his campaign so far, he'd have just used it for an attack ad. <laughs> making Obama's face in black and white loom menacingly into people's front rooms. Well, maybe he could do the first... 24-hour real-time attack ad. Uh, the outtakes from Obama's uh, infomercial are absolutely hilarious. At one point, um, he, he saw a woman walk past who looked a bit like Tammy Wynette and started singing Stand By Your Man, but then he couldn't remember past the second line, so he, he just got as far as sometimes it's hard to be a woman giving all your love to just one man and then uh, just broke down laughing. Uh, then there's another one where he puts on a uh, Bin Laden beard and shouts Death to the West. Urn. Death to the West Urn. It's an outdated oh. genre of movie. Oh, he had me going there. He, well, it was a very funny joke. And uh, he also said, God help America, instead of God bless America. Right. But I, I think that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Such is the spending power of the Obama campaign. Uh, he's even bought 30 seconds of the bugle. <laughs> uh, so I'm afraid we're going to have to run his ad now. Here, here it is. Well, Andy, I mean, yes, that does seem a little light on content, but it, it's it's made me feel a bit better well, about it's, everything. It's all I about, can't deny it. It's all about impression at this stage of an election, John. That's right. That's right. We're not, we were never going to hear anything new from it. Yeah. But I do feel that he's no real thought. I trust the man. That uh, sounded presidential to me. I, I think I think it's a bit unfair, John. We're skewing uh, skewing the bugle very much in favour of the Democrats, and that could prove absolutely crucial on polling day. So I think, in the interest of balance. Uh, I'm going to donate 30 seconds of the bugle to John McCain, who clearly can't afford it. Oh, that's a good it. idea. So uh, here yeah. is John McCain's 30 seconds of the bugle. Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein 
Oh, cut that off. <laughs> cut that off. Oh, that is a shame. That's beneath him, Andy. Why does he keep stooping so low? <laughs> is, is America actually excited anymore, John, as the election is just days away now? It's tired, Andy. It's like, it's like a boxer that got into the ring of a prize fight. Excited, jumping around, listening to the music, bit of shadow boxing. First five rounds, absolutely huge. But now, now America really is... Towards the end, as both sides throw in towels, asking to stop the fight before someone gets hurt. Both boxes just leaning up against each other and dribbling. But the key to the election could prove to be those who can't vote. Uh, for example, children, dead people, Iranians and me. And I feel, I feel just as you do, disenfranchised. John. I've watched a lot of this campaign on television. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I, think, I think we both deserve a go. Our votes are being suppressed well, by I mean, the th- Constitution. Yeah. Which was never a good... I said at the time it wasn't a good idea, that constitution. (laughs) This Help America Vote Act uh, that was passed, I think, in 2002, seems to be fighting electoral fraud with electoral fraud, (laughs) trying to balance it out by defrauding the fraudsters out of what they fraudulently thought was theirs. Uh, Now, for our American listeners, there are a number of reasons why you might not be allowed to vote. These include if officials wrote your name down wrong, if it uh, therefore doesn't match your ID, uh, if your name is a bit like the name of a criminal... If you miss three consecutive elections, if you look a bit shifty, or if you smell of oats, or if you whistle something that isn't Star Spangled Banner when queuing up, or if you make a joke about electoral fraud, or wear a Russian hat and pretend to be talking Russian into a secret mic in your sleeve, or dress as Yogi Bear, or smoke, or play, or have ever played for the Green Bay Packers, or have a car with a musical horn, or own a Swiss Army knife, a cribbage board, or a moose, uh, or are carrying out an abortion, or if you pole vault into the polling station shouting choo-choo all aboard in an attempted visual pun on the words <laughs> polling station. All of these <laughs> could get you barred. It may almost be the best thing not to vote, because one of the interesting things about Tuesday is the sheer number of votes uh, that may be cast. This is set to be the highest voter turnout in recent, recent history, which sounds like it would be a fantastic thing until you hear what the possible consequences of this could be. Voting stations in many key swing states have already seen unprecedented lines at early voting, uh, and there are worries that Republican lawyers may attempt to slow some of these lines down, uh, meaning that people may be unable to vote. Essentially, too many people may be wanting to vote this time around. The system may be brought down by too much interest. We may see scenes only previously witnessed at the start of the January sales at Macy's. It seems somehow fitting, Andy, that it turns out the biggest threat to democracy is active participation. And the dangerous participation levels may come from everywhere. A federal judge in Ohio has ruled that counties must allow homeless voters to list park benches and other locations that aren't buildings as their addresses so they can vote. And here's my nightmare, Andy that there is an unprecedented turnout, even in the 90% region. You know, you've got homeless people registering their benches, people who've never voted before turning out and enfranchising themselves. A historic moment of people standing up to make their feelings known. And it leads to a McCain-Palin landslide. <laughs> that, that is my nightmare. In this moment of hope and people taking part, it turns out everyone is an asshole. Thank you for listening, Buglers. Um, There are loads of Bugle treats on our YouTube channel, which is on YouTube. Uh, If you don't know where that is, ask politely. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.